0: Welcome to another Kingdom Community Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Oh I'm so excited. You know how people in the Bible like wrestle with God? This is one of those massive wrestles with like God about this word and how to deliver it. Like I remember a couple of months ago this thing about the names, the name of God. I'm like, oh yeah, I could preach on the names. I know a lot of names. I'm like, okay, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord's my healer. Emmanuel, God is with us. Um, Shalom, you know, like Prince of Peace. Um, Melech like King of the world. And like, I'm like, okay, I know a lot of words. A lot of words that I could preach about. A lot of names, I could divide them in. There's water three hundred, I could take series, or I could go into like the, the deeper ones that nobody ever talks about. And then I realised there's nothing on it at all. And I'm like, I understand. I felt something about the names and there's just no no anointing on it, there's no presence. I just I'm at a dead end. I don't know what to do with it. And I just like I just chucked it in the corner, like, okay, it's on the shelf, I don't know what to do with that, but it kept kind of bugging me. And then I'm wrestling, like Okay, so it's not about a series of names. It's not about delving into stuff that you could find on Google. Um, It's something else going on. And and I'm wrestling with it. Like, Lord, how do I deliver this word about your names if I'm not actually preaching about your names? That's so strange. Okay. And then I thought, maybe I'm asking the wrong question. Ooh.
1: And suddenly I felt
0: this rush of, like, winds, like, you know, the Holy Spirit, right? Ooh. I'm asking the wrong question okay. So I shouldn't be asking what names do I preach about. I should be asking why is your name blessed? Why do we say, hallowed be your name? And that's where I felt the presence come in, like, ooh, okay. Now we're going up an alley. Now I know what to preach about. And suddenly I became wrestle free. So I um, drove myself to Qurong, which is a massive blessing for somebody that used to not drive. Um, got myself a stack of books and started reading. And then I'm like, whoa, wow, okay. So I just like, I love, I'm like a pit bull when it comes to the word. I'll hang on to something and I won't let go. And then I'm like, oh, this is like a dog in a bone. This is just so awesome. And there's so much more to it. And
1: suddenly it comes
0: alive. And all this stuff that I've been praying for years, like who knows the Lord's prayer? It comes alive and it's got this whole new light to it. I'm like, oh Lord, blessed is your name. Let's start talking about blessed be your name. So, here in this culture and some other cultures, when we give somebody a name, it's often because it has a really nice sound. So, if I would say, like Paul, it's just its a nice sounding name, right? Yeah, good. I know what it means. Sorry. You don't like it? I think it's good. So it's based on the apostle. And it actually means little man, which I find quite ironic when you look at Paul, right? Little man. It's awesome, isn't it? Because I, I think it's something about the heart, because he's not a very small man, right? But there's a meaning to names, right? Now, if you look at Hebrew names, they are chosen because they mean something. And there's some really bizarre examples of why that name was chosen. And it doesn't have a lot to do with the aesthetic sound of the name. It actually has to do with the meaning. And when you look at the names of God, it's the same thing. So the name is actually chosen because it represents a character trait. And in the Bible, you will find a whole bunch of names that actually represent the character traits of God. Because there's more than a name. We call him the shepherd, we call him the lamb, we call him the lion, we call him the healer, we call him the provider. Now why is that? That we've got so many names. It's because he wants us to know all these characteristics that he has. So he wants us to know who he is. And if we start studying the word and studying the names of God, we actually find that we can stand on those characteristics, those identities of who he is. And suddenly God comes alive. Wait a minute, it says in the Bible, God's my provider. So that means that today I'm going to be all right. God has my circumstances in his hand. Because I know who he is and I'm going to stand on that. So he wants us to know who he is and what his names mean. And there's so much to these names of God that you could preach four sermons about the 300, I think it's 360 something names of God. Oh, you could preach full sermons about every name and the deeper meaning of it. And it's just, it blows you, it blows me away. Hundreds of names. Now, when you look at Exodus 3, verse 14, Moses asked God for a name. And God said, I am. Isn't that interesting? Because it says in the Bible that God was and is and is to come. And yet, in that moment, God said, I am. Because he's always... He always has been, and he always will be. I am. And not only that, but if you have a question for God, it's like he's constantly saying, I'm the answer to your question. God, I need provision. I am your provider. God, I need to be led. I am your shepherd. He's constantly providing the answer to your questions. I am what you need. I am your So he's constantly telling us that He provides what we need in a name. In Nehemiah nine verse ten, it says, "Nehemiah, yeah, sorry, I'm saying that the Dutch way. Nehemiah, so I said Nehemiah. You yeah. showed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants, and against all the people of his land." For you knew that they acted proudly against them, so you made a name for yourself as it is this day. God made himself a name. Now what does that mean? It means that he built himself a reputation. And that reputation is astonishingly important to God. It's really important to him. When I was reading through the Bible, I had so many Bible texts that I actually had to start culling. But let me tell you that there's an extreme importance to the reputation of God and he guides it and he tells his people to guide it throughout the generations. Guard my name, uphold my name, uphold my, re- my, my um, reputation. So in Exodus 20 verse seven it says, Do not treat his name in vain. Now that was another one where I started digging. So I've got the shovel and I start digging, like what does it mean to treat something in vain? And I started digging into all these different Bible verses about what it means when you do something in vain. It actually means don't treat it commonly. So don't say like, oh, Paul, Shirley, God went to the shops, as amongst other ones. Because God is actually above everything, so don't treat it like it's just a common thing. I know I'm not saying Paul's common, but don't treat it just as a common thing. Because God is outstanding; He's different; He's holy; He's above everyone else. Never use it as a casual. Oh, Jesus, you know, it's important; has a value. Don't lift it up thoughtlessly. In Psalm 148, verse 13, it says, His note, name alone is excellent. Value on the name of God. Holy is the name of the Lord. You know, I was like, just I started digging and digging, right? And I looked up, like, holy. And I actually found that even the word holy in English is a very poor representation of what holy actually means was I came to the conclusion that you could actually translate it as special. So you've got these ones and you've got the special one that is set apart. The holy one that has a purpose on the side. And I heard this study and it said like, I've got myself a pair of boots and I've got myself a pair of dress boots because they're used for a different purpose. I've got myself the common and I've got myself Holy, the set apart. Talking about a set apart God, a holy God. I'm going to look at the Lord's prayer. Matthew 6 verse 9. Now today I'm looking at the NKJV. So it's a different version than what I usually use. And the reason for that is because they use the word hallowed instead of glory or holy. Usually I use the um, Jewish version, but I found today I wanted to have a look at the word hallowed and what it actually means, and so we're going into this version. Everybody knows this, I think, if you've been Christian for a long time. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So I think it's the first time that I looked at this and realized that one of the first things that is said in the Lord's Prayer is, Hallowed be your name. Blessed be your name. Glory to your name. Holy be your name. There's so many translations. But it's the first thing you say. Hallowed be your name. Who's God to you? I remember one time I listened to the CD by um, John Paul Jackson and he went through all the names and I listened to it a couple of times and then I thought, I'm going to put it on and just lie on the ground and soak and just pay attention to where the Holy Spirit hits my heart and where I actually need a little bit of healing because it actually subdivided it up in, um, in groups. And I put the CD on and I started listening to it. And it came to one word, almost at the end of the CD, and I started bawling my eyes out. And I realized that I had a mood when it came to, God is my father. I found it very difficult to say. God is my father. And I realized that I had huge father wounds and I didn't know what it meant to be fathered. And in that moment, because I allowed the Holy Spirit to minister into that, God restored the identity of a father in my life, a nurturer, a protector, a strong tower, somebody that you run to that has your back. And the word father came alive for me. So he's he to you. What does he want to heal in your life when it comes to his characteristics? Ask him, who are you, Lord? What name do you want to restore in my life? What characteristic of you have I not received yet? Or what do I not comprehend about who you are? He wants to engage with you regarding his character so that you can lift his name up. Okay, so hallowed be your name. What does it mean when we say hallowed be thy name, which is an old way of saying it, it comes from an old English word which is hallowed, which means holy. Holy is your name. Set apart is your name. It's different from other names. The Greek word hagiazu word, means to make holy, to make it the opposite of koinos, which is Make it the opposite of the common. Now where does he want to hallow his name? He actually wants to do it in his people. When I started reading through the Bible, I realized that there is like multiple um, examples of how he hallowed his name in his people as an example for the other ones, the enemy or the other um, groups, the other tribes around them. He wanted to hallow his name in the people. And I don't think I've ever looked at the Lord's Prayer like that. Hallowed be your name. Okay, so if it's not hallowed yet, it means that I need to become hallowing. I need to become a vessel of glory. So what I'm actually asking is for God to change me To be a hallowing example of his presence. I've always seen it as hallowed be your name, but it's actually from the inside out. Hallowed be your name in me as an example for the people around me. Who's ever seen um Jewish people get ready for prayer? Know how they've got the little hat on and then they bind Um, the bands around their arms, and then they bind a little box on their head. They actually carry the name of God on their head. And it's a representation of scripture where it says that God put his name on his people. So it's a physical representation of what he actually does in the spirit. He places his name on you. So, in the Spirit, if I would look at Paul, I would see his name written on Paul. On Paul. Isn't that amazing? That you carry his name on you. So, when you say, Hallowed be thy name, you're actually asking God to manifest his purifying power in us. Manifest your power in us. Now, when we pray in the name of Jesus, I do it all the time, right? In the name of Jesus, I declare that this shall be done. Or in the name of Jesus, I pray that this person will be healed. Do you know that you're actually declaring bankruptcy over your own name? Isn't that amazing? My name is not sufficient to have this need need met. So what I'm actually saying is, like, I don't qualify to get this done I'm gonna do it in his name. My name is bankrupt, his name will get the job done. Yeah? In the name of Jesus. No more me, but Christ Jesus lives in me. Ask it into his name according to his nature. That's another one. You now how we say in his name? You could say in his character. So if you start asking for like, in his name, I ask for a million dollars, it's probably not in his character for that to be done, which is why you're not getting an answer to that prayer. But if you start praying according to his nature, which is love, you'll see a lot more answers to your prayers. In Exodus 20 verse 11, it says, in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So, again, He set it apart as a holy day. Now, I believe, and there's a whole bunch of scriptural reference for that, is that we have actually, through Christ, entered into the Sabbath. We've entered into the rest of So he has set that apart for his holy people to enter into the rest of God. Now what does it look like to not hallow his name? In Numbers 20 verse 12, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you do not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly to the land which I have given them. Ooh, I read that and I thought... They actually missed out on entering the promised land because they did not hallow the name of God. Wow. So there's just a real relevant importance to it. Severe consequences. They kept walking around because they did not hallow the name of God. They didn't give it the reverence, the reverence that it needed. Blow you away. Even now I can actually feel the weighty glory of God on my head. Like just this whole new revelation of what it actually means to hallow the name of God and the relevance it has, and how you can actually miss out on the promises entering into your promised land if you did not do not give that the relevance that it needs in your life. Okay, I want my promised land. I want to lift his name high in my life. Psalm 44 verse 8, it says, In God we boast all day long and praise your name forever. These people had obviously understood the relevance of praising the name of God and lifting it up high. In Psalm 20 verse 5, it says, We will rejoice in your salvation and the name of our God we will set upon our batteries. Now, in the Old Testament, when a tribe went out, they would have one banner in the front that was like up on a pole. We don't have any banners here. But there would be one banner up on a pole, so they'd have flags and they'd have a banner on a pole, and the banner on the pole would represent the tribe that they were in. So they would have one on the front that would tell you what tribe it was. So the name of God was set upon our banners. That means that he's the one that rules over that tribe psalm 34 verse 3 magnify the lord with me and let us exalt his name forever see this is why we should sing worship songs blessed be the name magnified be his name worthy is the lamb lifting him up in 69 verse 30 it says i will praise the name of god with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving This shall please him more than an ox or a bull. So in other words, more than sacrifice. He wants to hear your praises. He wants to be uplifted. In Numbers 6 verse 27, it says, they will place my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. So again, I'm thinking about that little head box that represented the name of God. But in the spirit, the name is upon the people of Israel. Now, you all know that we're grafted in, right? We're grafted in to the people of Israel. His name is on us, and we are blessed by that. So I'm going to quickly go through, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, like six ones, about for his name's sake. Psalm 23.3, God guides us for his name's sake. Psalm twenty five eleven, He forgives our sins for His name's sake. 31 3 He leads us for the sake of His name. 79 verse 9 He delivers us from sin for His name's sake. 109 21 He deals with us out of His goodness for His name's sake. 143 verse 11 He lets us love for His name's sake. So, in other words, he places really high value on his identity and character, and he'll uphold that. He's doing it because of who he is, yeah? That's how relevant his name is. He upholds his promises towards us for his name's sake. So when you say, the Lord is my shepherd, he actually guards that identity, yeah? That's relevant importance. So, who wants to do a declaration of his character? Yeah? I'm going to read out some stuff. Now, the reason I love doing this is like, I never had a value for devotions. I always felt like it was somebody's opinion, right? And a couple of years ago, I started opening up devotions and I would read through um, a Bible verse, and then kind of explanation of what it meant in somebody's life and then they would take it into a supplication prayer and then at the end they would wrap it up in a declaration. And I started to develop a real um, appreciation for um, applying the word, not just reading about it, not just like, you know, but actually applying it to your life and making it a prayer and a declaration, which is why I want to do this. So we're going to do a declaration of his character. So we declare, Lord, you are my protector. So this is all based on Bible verses, right? If you want to, you can repeat it after me. Lord, you are my protector. Lord, you are my protector. Lord, you are my strength.
1: Lord, you are my strength. Lord, you are my shield. Lord, you are my Lord, you are my covering. Lord, you are my covering. Lord, you are the one that keeps me from falling. Lord, you are the one who keeps me from falling. You are my director. Lord, you are my director. Lord, you are my way. Lord, you are my way. Lord, you are the one that keeps me upright. Lord, you are the one who keeps me Lord, you are my choice and my decision. Lord, you are my choice and my decision.
0: Lord, you are my hiding place. Lord, you are my hiding place. Lord, you are the one I trust. Lord, you are the one high trust. Lord, you are the one I love.
1: Lord, you are the one I love.
0: Lord, you are the creator.
1: Lord, you are the creator.
0: Lord, you are wisdom. Lord,
1: you are wisdom.
0: Lord, you are my healer. Lord, you are my healer. Lord, you are my helper. Lord, you are my helper. Lord, you are my comforter. Lord, you are my comforter. Lord, you are ever faithful. Lord, you are ever faithful. Lord, you are the one who brings peace. Lord, you are the one who brings peace. You are my father. Lord, you are my father. Lord, you are the one I choose. You are the one I choose. Lord, you are the one I will trust. Lord, you are the one I trust. Place your name upon me. Place your name upon me. My life is in your hands and it will be to me according to your word. My life is in your hands. My life is in your hands. It will be to me according to your word. It will be to me according to your word. Lord, you are the great, I am. Blessed be
1: your name. Blessed be your name. I'll say it again, blessed be your name.
0: Blessed be your name. Amen. Amen. I can actually feel presence on him. I feel like today he wanted to shift our understanding of what it means to uplift the name of God. To understand the relevance of what we do when we worship and call upon the name of the Lord. To give it a new place in our understanding and to understand that his name is actually upon us and that he will guide that name, that he will guide that reputation, even despite who we are, that he actually wants other people to see the Halloween presence of God through us. Yeah? So when we say, hallowed be the Lord, that we're actually talking about hallowing his presence through us to the world to be a representation of the character of God. Yeah. Yeah? I heard one time somebody say, Maybe you're the only person that will ever see Jesus through. And it blew me away. What if that's the case? What if you're the only hallowing presence that somebody ever meets and God needs to uphold his character towards someone else? Because if you're a poor representation, somebody will not grasp who Jesus is. He wants his name to be on you and he wants that presence to shine out of you, to be a glorifying presence to the Lord, to lift his name high and declare that he is
1: holy, yeah, blessed be his name, amen. Oh, I don't know about you, but I just got some really interesting revelation during that message, right, so I I just want to see if I got it right, because I feel like if we, I don't want to move from this place without, I mean, I can talk to you on the way home, but we can't all do that, because we can't all jump. So, this is what I got. Um, There were two things. The hallowed be your name, where God hallows His name in us. So, if His name is Healer, then for Him to hallow His name in us, He has to heal us. Because we then become the representation of His character to the world. So, when the world sees healing, They see Him. So when the Lord, so when the world sees peace in us, they see Him. When the world sees us relating to Him as Father, and and appropriately, then they see Father. Because Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. So what He was doing was hallowing the name of God as Father. When he healed the sick, he was hallowing the name of God as Jehovah Rapha, because he's the healer. So he he acted that out, and as he acted that out, he hallowed the name. When the Hebrew people wouldn't go into the promised land, they stepped into a place of fear, and there's no fear in the name of God. So God's name, it says, wasn't hallowed. So they didn't represent him well, his character Well, by staying back but what they should have done is accepted that what God says is true because he's a truth his name means truth is that, am I getting it? Oh, absolutely. because I just felt like wow I just got this whole boom, boom, you know, and suddenly you go wow, so all the names God wants so like you pointed at me and said If you see in the Spirit, you see God's name on Paul's forehead, right? Now, I don't see in the Spirit. I'm probably unlikely to see that on you. But what I might see on you is God's name represented when I see you get healed or when I see you revere God in the way that His name calls you to. And I go, ooh. When we as a church begin to represent His name. Wow, that just blows me away because I'm thinking, ah, We can pray into that. You know, prayer warriors, those of you who are prayers, pray into the name of God. Pray into God. We want to honour your name in this community. We want to honour your name to the world around us. We want to honour your name in our life. So, let's look at the names of God and say, okay, God, what name do you want us... You know, it's like when you said... There was one name that made you ball like a little baby because you suddenly realised that you didn't know God as a father. So what names do we not know God as? And how can we take hold of that and actually believe it and then see it manifest in our life? Say, God, if you want to... What was the word that he used? It was, um, he protects his name. His reputation. So, if God wants to honor His reputation, then as we step into a place of believing in the name, He'll honor His reputation over that name more than a flippant request. Wow! So, when we present something and we say, "I right, be healed in the name of Jesus," if we understand what we're actually saying, we might. Be calling on God to honor his name. We're actually calling on God to honor his name by healing the person whom we as his ambassador have stepped out and spoken over their life in the name of God. Ah, that just blows me away. Alright, that's cool. I just wanted to. I thought if I wrestled that with you guys here, then it's not just me who gets the revelation, but we all do. That's cool. All right, so why don't we uh, close in prayer, just really take hold of whatever we've learned today and, uh, and just yeah, see what God wants to do with it. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for that word. True, solid, rich, full, um, stirring, revelatory. We want to take hold of it now and do something with it, with this revelation. So Lord, we thank you for your name. We ask that we would come into a place where we truly do honor your name. When we sing Blessed be your name. Because you give and you take away, because you because you're the one, you're the sovereign all of this. When we recognise you for who you are, for your true character, Lord, help us as a community, as individuals, as the church to walk that out and to to live out the truth of your name in the world that we live, so that the world around us might see you in us. Wow, that's so cool. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. This has been another Kingdom Community Church podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, go to www.kingdomcc.com.au God bless.